Hi, it's Bonnie. If you're a new listener to The Leader Podcast, welcome. We hope you enjoy today's selection of news, interviews and analysis from the Evening Standards newsroom. If you like it, hit subscribe. And if you've got a moment, give us a rating too. We'd love to hear what you think. Now, from The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm Bonnie Christian. Fury after MPs vote against extending free school meals. This is not a normal time. We are seeing such levels of poverty. School Food Matters boss Stephanie Slater warns even more families need help. And... In the hospitality, leisure and accommodation sectors, a direct grant for every month Tier 2 restrictions apply. Chancellor Rishi Sunak's multi-billion pound cash injection for Tier 2 London. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. In a moment, calls for a rethink over free school meals. 
boss Stephanie Slater joins me. Stephanie, what was your reaction after the Commons vote on Wednesday night? We were aware that the government U-turned the last two times that they said they wouldn't fund holiday provision during these really, really difficult times. So uh, I'm innately optimistic, so I kind of thought we might be able to um, reason to celebrate last night, but it was not meant to be. It's very hard, obviously, with a Conservative majority the defeat was 261 to 3-2-2, so it wasn't vastly out of kilter. And we did have some Tory MPs vote for the motion. But obviously, you know, half term, schools break up on Friday and we know there's going to be an enormous amount of children who are really going to feel the pinch during the half term holiday. And then we have to face Christmas. So I'm massively disappointed. Government in their response, obviously, is talking about food not being the responsibility of schools during the holidays and talking about in normal times we don't fund free school meals during the school holidays. But gosh, this is not a normal time. We are seeing such levels of poverty and families newly needing some help. If you look at the increase in the number of families applying for universal credit. It's massive and it's the highest level since 2009. And we've got 5.6 million people on universal credit. So that you can't argue with the figures. And we've got the Trussell Trust telling us that there's a, they're predicting a 61% increase in the need for food parcels um, over the Christmas period. So this is the problem that's going to go away just because furlough is ended. It's going to be much more acute. So we're really disappointed, but we will continue banging the drum and hopefully we'll, government will see, see reason. You touched on it briefly. Who is this going to impact the most? Thinking in terms of London during school closures and all the way through the summer holidays, School Food Matters with Guys and St Thomas's charity supported families in Lambeth and Southwark with breakfast. So you know that government stepped up to supply food vouchers for children entitled to free school meals. Well, what we noticed is that a lot of the breakfast provision that was happening um, before coronavirus um, halted. And that left a lot of children hungry in the mornings, too hungry to learn. And we wanted to address that problem. So with our partners at Guides, we uh, put together a program called Breakfast Boxes. And by the end of the summer holidays after the 18 weeks, we had supplied half a million breakfasts in just two London boroughs. The reason I'm telling you this is because we asked schools to identify which families were in need of support. And what we found is this went far beyond free school meal entitlement. This included a cohort of families who, with no recourse to public funds. So where do these families go? They go to their school. And despite the fact that government is telling us that schools aren't responsible, families will go to their schools because they're trusted, safe places for them to go. And they're asking for help. There are so many hurdles. The first hurdle, obviously, is this half-term break, which is troubling us. But then Christmas is a two-week break. And that's an enormous gap for families who are needing support to feed their families well. The government's put forward the argument that the situation is different today from the summer because schools are back. What do you make of this? The response to the summer holiday feeding programme was because we were right in the middle of a COVID crisis. That's why government responded, and quite rightly. They listened to the arguments from campaigners. They listened to all the data from food banks, and they heard the stories from the schools. But what has changed? 
schools are back, but children will not be in school during the school holidays, and hunger doesn't understand term times. These families need support, and we know categorically that many of the families this affects, their children have one hot meal a day, and that is their free school meal. So I don't buy that argument, because we are still in the middle of the COVID crisis. And you know what? We want to see an extension of holiday provision full stop. Let's forget about the COVID crisis. The problem was bad enough before coronavirus. So you will have seen the National Food Strategy, part one. It was brought out in a hurry because of a, as, a, as a COVID response. And the first two recommendations that we're absolutely getting behind are, are an extension in entitlement to free school meals so that every family on universal credit, their children get a free school meal, but also an extension to the holiday program so that every child eligible for free school meal gets support during the holidays. You mentioned you're going to continue putting pressure on the government. Going forward, what does this mean? Charities working in this space, and that's from Save the Children to the Trussell Trust to School Food Matters and beyond. We've formed a consortium of campaigners and we're working together because obviously um, we can make a great big noise if we all join forces here. And we will continue lobbying government and supporting Marcus Rashford's campaign, his very public campaign and his parliament petition, to just push the cases and to get the voices of schools and children and families to government so they can understand that this is a genuine need and it is a unique need and it needs addressing. But School Food Matters itself, well, we'll just carry on doing the projects that we do. and We've just received some funding so that we continue with our Breakfast Boxes program for Christmas, for the two-week Christmas holiday, and for February half term. Because we know that as soon as we finish that program in Lambeth and Southwark, the first question that schools had for us was, what happens next? The problem hasn't gone away. So what happens to breakfast when, you know, at the end of the summer holidays? Next. Once again, the Chancellor's rushed on at the last minute in the end of a week that's been difficult for the government with a very big checkbook. Renewed hope for millions as a fifth coronavirus package is announced. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We are being more generous to businesses and places which have been under higher restrictions for longer. Rishi Sunak comes to the rescue of millions of people struggling through the pandemic with another multi-billion pound package of support. Plus, there's some reprieve for London's struggling bars and restaurants. Our political editor, Joe Murphy, joins me. Joe. 
this is the fifth massive package to help get the economy through the pandemic. What was in today's announcement? Once again, the Chancellor's rushed on at the last minute in the end of a week that's been difficult for the government with a very big checkbook. So we've had three things today. We've had a huge increase in the wage subsidy for the government, from the government, for people who are going part-time because they work for a business that's had a downturn due to COVID. Uh, And that really is an enormous subsidy now. The amount the employer will pay towards those non-working days goes down from a full third to just 5%. Now that is a saving of hundreds of pounds a week per employer and it's very well timed because in 10 days time the original furlough scheme will stop and there were fears of tens of thousands, maybe millions of people aiming at a cliff edge of redundancies. But there's more. That goes to the whole country. But now there's something that is going to be of particular significance to London, which is a injection of cash for businesses in tier two regions. This is of high COVID danger. And this is the people who have fallen between two stools because they've not been ordered to close bars and restaurants in London. Um, But their trade has suffered such... Uh, a a cliff edge fall off that they're really not economic to work and keep on staff or keep open for some of them and for these people they can claim up to £2,100 per month which can go towards their rent or towards their staffing bill so combine that with the wage subsidy and you suddenly get what is a package that could keep a giant sector like London's hospitality sector open or at least in a sort of healthier hibernation until the vaccine comes along and we can all get back to normal. And the third thing is doubling the grant for self-employed people. So it's 40% of their previous rough earnings for, the, for, for, for three months. There seems to be some clear winners there. Has anyone been left out? No, the, the the biggest element is the wage subsidy, and that goes to the whole country. So um, no matter whether you're in Tier 1, Tier 2 or Tier 3, you're going to benefit from that. But there is a narrative under the, under the surface of this, uh, which is being picked up by Labour. They're saying um, these Tier 2 help, which is going to really help London's hospitality sector. Um, Annalise Dodds said to the House, well, Manchester was in similar restrictions to Tier 2 for weeks with no extra special help. Uh, It's only when London, these rich southerners as as they're trying to brand us, um, needed extra help that suddenly it became available. Now, the Chancellor responded that was tribal tribal point scoring. Um, And of course, he has actually got an answer in the detail of the scheme. If you are in a place like Manchester, you can retrospectively claim that grant for the time that you were under Tier 2 style restrictions, uh, the period before the word Tier 2 was even even uh, even announced. So he has got something to take the sting out of that. And the question is, can Labour make this allegation stick, this allegation that this government doesn't care as much about the North, where it made those crucial gains at the 2019 general election, as it does about the South? Uh, that's going to be one of the two big questions, I think, of the next few weeks of COVID. The government got in a tangle in Manchester this week. How has that played out here? Uh, This may politically shore up the government a bit after what has been, I have to say, a really bruising week. I spend a bit of time this week talking to 
Conservative MPs up north, including in those red wall seats that the Tories won last year in the general election, where, of course, MPs are sitting on, in some cases, three-figure, two-figure majorities, and they're very nervous. If you go back to Tuesday, the Mayor of Manchester, Andy Burnham, a former Labour cabinet minister, gave the government an absolute kicking when the package of help for Manchester through local authorities was five million short of what he asked for. To put that in context, a political debacle for the sake of five million pounds, it's peanuts compared to the many billions that have been announced today and the 200 billions or so that were committed to in previous statements. It was an own goal a lot of Tory MPs uh, felt and the Chancellor has run onto the pitch now at the end of the week and he's equalised perhaps and perhaps that's going to improve the prospects for those Tory MPs. They'll be grateful. So what impact can we see this new package have? Will it bring the crowds of people back? Well, I think what we're seeing immediately, and bear in mind people are looking at the small print to see whether this is as generous as it first appears, um, but the immediate thing is a sense of we don't need to panic quite so much because the hospitality sector was basically handwriting redundancy notices for much of its staff in places like London because in don't get me wrong it's not the whole of London if you go to the suburbs you'll see restaurants that are doing quite well um, certainly um, in areas outside London where households can still mix they are doing very well even in London families are going together to restaurants now and again um, But in the centre of the city, that huge area that is normally alive with millions of well-heeled spenders and leisure seekers after work, uh, that's becoming a bit of a ghost town. And this package doesn't, doesn't bring the crowds back, but what it does do is potentially keeps the staff in their jobs and keeps the doors at least open for now, or perhaps ready to reopen in the spring. And that's a huge benefit to London. And that's The Leader. You can read more on those stories by picking up a copy of the newspaper or visiting standard.co.uk. We also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from The Evening Standard. We'll see you again tomorrow at 4pm.